Welcome to the Right Place, Right Time podcast brought to you by Place Specialists Thinking Place. Um, my name's John Till and I'm the founding director. And through these podcasts, which incidentally you can access on our website, we look to shine a light on different aspects of place through the insight uh, of leaders in their field. Today, it's fantastic to be joined by Diana Taylor, who is the Managing Director of Future Humber. And Diana has lived and worked in the Humber for the last 27 years, initially coming to the region to work for BP Chemicals. And after various uh, technology roles within BP, Diana transitioned into commercial operations, ultimately working as Business Development Manager all about attracting chemical investment to the UK and the Humber particularly. In 2017, Diana joined the board of Future Humber as Managing Director, leading the exec team. She's responsible for guiding the vision, the strategy to promote the Humber both nationally and internationally, and is passionate about working with businesses and organisations to strengthen the regional voice and build a sustainable and prosperous future. And for me, this particular podcast is, is quite emotional, having started my place career in Hull and then in the wider region. So I'm fascinated to hear what Diana has got to say. And Diana, you are very welcome. Thank you very much and thank you for uh, having me on. So... As we like to do with these things, we wanted to start with finding out where your favourite place is and why. Well, I could, I could pick from many, but uh, I'm an avid walker. So, so my favourite place uh, is probably anywhere along the world's trail. Um, and of course, it stretches the entire region. It takes in woodlands, uh, coast and vale. Uh, and I love being out in it. It's where, where I find my peace, uh, and I think uh, it's where I feel most connected uh, to where I found the roots for my family. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's certainly a beautiful, a beautiful part of the world. And it's interesting that I'm aware of your organisation, which is obviously one I'm very familiar with from my time a long time ago in Hull, uh, has recently, recently had a, a rebrand, it's got a new name. So it'd be good to know what Future Humber is there to do, the journey that has got you to this new positioning. Yes, of course. Um, well. As a as a place promotion organisation and um, totally funded by our members, and of course, as you know, we call that bondholders. Our vision, uh, as we see it, and our responsibility is to inspire the progressive change that will create real and positive impact uh, on the future for our region. And I think, as a, as an organisation like ours uh, and many other place uh, promotion organisations. You have to be nimble, you have to be dynamic, and you have to be able to respond to the opportunities at hand, and you have to be able to respond quickly. And I think for us, we have realised with increasing clarity over the last few years that there is a real and immediate window of opportunity. So the Humber has a really compelling story to tell, and as place promotion, we are the storytellers, and we have um, a really 
key moment, I guess, with all of our bondholders in redefining ourselves as a place with ambition and with increased investment and opportunity uh, and, and with a passion. And so the rebranding is all part of a journey. It was about having a refreshed strategy. It was about being able to put our arms around our bondholders and make sure that the needs of our bondholders and all of the compelling stories that they're providing are at the heart of everything we do. And it was making sure that everybody can be part of that journey that creates the future for the Humber. So, so for us, it is very much a journey. Um, it's one that we set out on. Some key elements of that, um, of course, there is a brand. Uh, as Future Humber, uh, we're responsible for putting all of those compelling stories out to the widest external audience that we possibly can. But internally, it's also making sure that we can share the knowledge, create the ambassadors and the advocates that we need. And of course, it's about connecting every community that we possibly can um, from the next generation up to uh, those who are retired. We want to include everybody in this narrative. A key part of that, of course, was about involving all of those key communities within our expanded board of directors and within our expanded and refreshed advisory board, because it is critical that everybody knows their part that they can play and knows that they have a voice that they can have. And obviously before it was it was marketing, and I know obviously the marketing bit is still important. So what are the elements that you feel need greater emphasis beyond the marketing bit that you're looking to now do? As you say, uh, marketing is always going to be a key element of our delivery. But actually, we enable so much more. So, so for us, and when we actually spoke to our bondholders, because we, we did um, a lot of focus group and surveys, of course, to actually let us know what our bondholders needed from us. And our role is really key as a convener. It's about bringing people together. It's about uniting the common business voice. And I say business, but I mean every community in that. Uh, and it's about making sure that we can build the collaboration of the partnerships that are needed for this region to really stretch forward and, and fulfil its potential. And I mean, not everyone will know the Humber or they may have a very narrow view of it. So for those who don't know, what what's special about it? What, what's it got going for it as a region? Well, I guess that there are many layers to this uh, response, aren't there? Um, as, a, as an individual, as somebody who's worked in the region, I have a family that I've brought up in the region. Then there is there is all of the elements about the environment that made it perfect for me. Um, so I had the opportunity to come here to build a career, to have a full and varied career that fulfilled, I believe, my potential and I'm still growing. Uh, and that has all been possible here. Uh, and of course, I've been able to do that whilst bringing up my family in a beautiful place that has provided um, opportunity, the right environment, uh, I mean, I've commented already about the world, but we really do have city, coast, vale, villages. Uh, we have places of natural beauty. We have a wonderful heritage and cultural background that really feeds into the opportunities uh, for families uh, and individuals here. And I think, of course, everything is around the people. 
uh, and the people that you meet and the people that you live and, and work amongst. And they're unbelievably friendly. They're proud, of course, and incredibly resilient. And I think um, all of that backdrop uh, provides a, a wonderful place that is very special. With another hat on, of course, uh, when I look at the location that we have, both geographically um, and in terms of the rich assets and resources, then this is a place that is known as the UK's energy estuary. We have a very special role that we play for the UK, UK PLC. We land so much of the energy here. We keep the lights on, as we say, in London. Um, and, that, and that's a fact. Uh, and and it, is, it is really special to be able to look at having a real impact in growing the opportunities in a place that is so needed by the whole of the UK uh, and in fact globally. And it's extra special because maybe many don't know some of these wonders that go on here. Um, so as the UK's energy estuary, it is great to be able to take our place on the global stage as we press forward in renewable energy. We have lots of the external world looking in on us for our expertise, for our innovation, for the growth of the industries and the opportunities for investment that we have here. And we can do this because we have those rich assets. We have the, the largest UK's ports complex, complex in the UK, uh, business by tonnage. We've just been allocated um, and awarded uh, the Humber Free Court, which of course will have such a massive part to play in our future going forward. And we also have the rich assets of connectivity, whether that be digital or through infrastructure. So put all of these together, the immense part that the Humber will play in the future of the UK PLC and the security in a net zero world going forward, then it makes us a very special place to live, work and, and promote. I mean, I'm immensely proud to be able to promote all of that richness of resource and asset. And the interesting bit is that that diverse business base and, and sectors of business is on, on each bank of the Humber, isn't it? It's not like it's just in, in one place. No, absolutely. The, the economic unity for us is, is around the estuary. Um, so I see our four local authority areas, of course, which make up um, our region here. I see them as well. We come together as, a, as an economic entity and we rely on each other. And whether you're a, a global manufacturing entity or whether you're a small entrepreneur, what is, I think, very special is the way that all of the businesses stitch together. So we have a massive uh, SME base, as you can imagine here. Um, so the majority of our businesses are SMEs, but they create a very secure supply chain for the large family firms that we have here, um, as well as the uh, global brands that we have here. We have a lot of the um, international uh, headquarters here for, for many of those global brands. And I think it's that richness of stitching together end-to-end -end supply chain that, again, brings the whole region together. Uh, as as one one unit, one secure unit. Yeah, I mean, I think it's rather lovely that the the Humber has sort of been the reason why a lot of businesses have grown up. But it's also a a kind of a unifier, isn't it? It, it holds all of the elements together, which I think is is fantastic. And moving on, I mean, you've mentioned the bondholders, who are like, I guess, uh, ambassadors for the place, and I know from my time in in Hull working with them or some of them, uh, how important that programme is. 
but clearly they've grown in number, they've grown across different geographies over what must be at least 25 years or more, which is just fantastic in terms of sustainability. I mean, so why, why do they matter so much? What do they bring? So I, you mentioned there, you know, yes, we have we have had bondholders here in one guise or another, uh, in fact, for about 27 years now, and well before my time, uh, obviously, in, in terms of being connected with them. Although interestingly, I was connected first um, as a bondholder uh, in my right. position in BP. So so I've, se- I've seen the business on, on both sides, which I think brings up uh, a very interesting and important lens. Um, so so uh, the first ever bondholders in the UK was born and bred here, here uh, in the city of Hull, which has spread um, to include that whole economic region that we've just been discussing. Uh, and I think the fact that it was born and bred here and then in fact um, has been uh, replicated uh, in many cities throughout the UK uh, shows really the importance and the power uh, of businesses coming together. Uh, and the businesses here are very friendly. They're proudly passionate about their roots. Uh, they're proudly passionate about what they can achieve. And it's really about sharing the knowledge and having that belief that you can be part of the larger jigsaw. You can be one small part, but you can be really significant as part of that larger picture. Uh, and we have a saying here that. Um, when the tide goes in, comes in, all the boats go up. And there's a real feeling of unity and community because you will put your energy into promoting the Humber. You will put your energy into making this region a better place for the next generations. And you may not see immediate return to your business every day of the week. But by helping other businesses, you increase the prosperity of this region. And in turn, that comes full circle and it helps you as an individual and it helps your families and it helps your businesses at the end of the day. Um, So I think it's that whole power of the collective voice. It's about what you can create if you have really good people connected in a really good way. And it's amazing what you can make happen together. Mm. And I I presume it also gives a, a real lift to confidence as well across the patch. Absolutely. And I I think um, having a a confident outlook in terms of prosperity uh, and being able to collectively look at things like um, social mobility um, and the areas of poverty, which, of course, every um, city and region will have. um, It's about looking at supply chain and a business opportunity. And together you can build that confidence. uh, And in a region that is forward looking, one that is redefining itself with ambition, with the confidence, then it gives the individual and it gives every business of every size the opportunity to take part. And I think it's really, really important, especially with some of the challenges that every business um, has faced in the last couple of years. It's important that you know you can find the support, you can find the help, uh, whether that be through uh, recruiting talent, finding new suppliers, finding a way to actually drive your business to net zero, which again is a very difficult journey for many for many businesses, but a necessary one. I think it is about having the confidence um, and the knowledge that there's a whole network out there who will bend over backwards to do their best to help you. 
No, I mean, for, for many places need to do things differently. And I guess the bondholders is a prime example of a, a place doing things differently. And as you say, imitation is the best form of flattery and there's been plenty of imitation um, yeah. of, of, of what you've done. And one of the things that I was interested in, which I must admit I don't really know much about, is is this concept of talent plus, um, which I, I read about with interest on your website. It was really interesting. So what what's that all about? Uh, well, in fact, just after I, I joined the business back, it must have been, yes, 2017, we took a real interest in what has always been a key challenge for our businesses. And it, and it remains a key challenge going forward. And that, of course, is recruiting and retaining the right skills that we need for our, our future generations and our future workforce. And um, so we were looking um, to make sure that we could connect that next generation and arm them with the information and the awareness of all of the industries um, and the opportunities that we have here. And as I started out um, on this on this podcast, um, I came here 27 years ago and had a very full and varied career here. Now, I didn't think I was actually going to come here and stay for 27 years and do that here, but I did. And, and many people don't know what's on the doorstep. And I think it was really important that we could build that awareness, make sure we could connect our businesses, our bondholders with that young talent and really start to grow those opportunities, uh, empowering and inspiring, I guess, lots of young talent who might leave the region and might come back again or might stay in the region to, to train and start a career. But actually, Talent Plus is all part of the rebrand in our response to bondholders working with us with that initial work and making sure actually that we could make it even more inclusive and we could open it out um, to every community that would be able to add to that workforce of the future. So yes, of course, we're connecting with uh, the school leavers, with the students, with that next generation and making sure that we can connect them with their early careers and make sure that they know the opportunities here. But we're also connecting uh, with other communities, such as as the veterans, um, such as those over over fifty returning to work, um, and it's all about upskilling and retraining and making sure that everybody in every community, in every walk of life, and at every point in their life knows that there are opportunities here uh, and opportunities that can really give them a fulfilled life going forward. So, so for us, it was really about um, making sure that we could, from end to end connect those who are looking to recruit. Um, so those who are the businesses and the talent managers with managers within those businesses and making that connection. Again, it's, it's about Future Humber being that convener and that connector in the region. So what we always want to do with the Talent Plus, um, we have a full programme. So in fact, uh, next week we've got two, two events going on. It's making sure that we can provide um, some of the skills that the businesses want to, want to find. Um, in their talent and it's about making sure that we can make them aware. So we will have talent development uh, opportunities and events, we will have what we call behind the scene industry insights so we will take a uh, cross-section of the talent plus community and for instance give them uh, insight into an element of manufacturing or an element of, of food processing and make sure that we can really open the doors to the businesses that we have here and make sure that everybody knows that those opportunities are here. Because there's always a natural inclination 
particularly for young people to want to leave where, where they've grown up, isn't there? And it's difficult to deal with at times. And, and also a lot, as you say, a lot of the opportunities that are there are behind closed doors. So Absolutely. how on earth would people realise what's there and, you know, what world-leading businesses are actually operating across the Humber? It, yeah, it's, it's a, quite a difficult one. It, it is difficult, but, but you're absolutely right. And for many, it's absolutely the right thing, of course, to, to go away, but know that they can come back at any time and, and still have a full career. And of course, in fact, in terms of regenerating and attaining a, a really high level of innovation, we want people to, to bring that back in from the outside. So it's really important that for some people, it's absolutely right that they will stay here and they can have a full career. For others, it is absolutely right that they will leave but know that they can come back. And of course, there is a third level is that there are lots of people who do not uh, realise the richness of the opportunity here. And we, we have a lot of people who come here and then it gets under your skin uh, and they realise that actually they're not going anywhere. And obviously I'm a prime example of that, you know, and, and from my own personal experience, it is about getting that first touch point, I guess, with the region. Uh, and for me, it was having an older brother at uh, the University of Hull um, and as a teenager, I would come and spend uh, weekends with him here. And so when the opportunity for me came up and, and an opportunity of a job in the region, I jumped at it because I already had that connection with the region. And I think once you've got that connection, it remains with you for the rest of your life. Just moving on to a slightly different area, obviously for us in Thinking Place, we're looking at how place marketing and place shaping has been delivered across the UK and there are different ways of approaching this and you know I noticed recently that marketing Lancashire has been taken back into the the county council you clearly see it's important that this is independent as an organization and certainly when, when I was there it was exactly the same but I guess what challenges does that independence bring and what are the benefits? Yes, I think if, if you look at all of the bond holders across the UK and the placemaking organisations, they all have a slightly different business model. Um, and I think one of the first things I did in, in joining this organisation was to go and visit many of the other bond holders, learn about their business models, learn about the challenges, learn about those opportunities. And again, it is about being agile and being able to respond uh, in the right way at the right time. I think what is um, common across all of these is that there has to be a very close relationship and a close bond between public sector and private sector. Um, yeah. So with, with, with all of the business models, um, you will find that there is that close connection and that, that it is a very um, flexible and dynamic connection um, so that you will find changes going on all the time. I think, I think what's really important for me is that we are agile and we're able to make quick decisions. I think it is really important that for, for our bondholders, and of course we have both private and public sector bondholders, it's really important that we can, we can act and we can make things happen. And I think that is one of the positives, I guess, of being independent, is that we can respond to every sector in a really dynamic way. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that, that I think is a beauty of being independent. But I would never do that without that close alignment. And, and it wouldn't be possible if we weren't 
really responding to the placemaking of all of the four local authorities and the two local enterprise partnerships that I work with. So, so all four local authorities and, and, the, and the local enterprise partnerships have a voice uh, on the board so that they can help steer the strategy. They have a voice on the advisory board so that they can help uh, my operations team implement that strategy. Um, and that voice is incredibly important. And I think it would be uh, it would be a negative not to have that voice there, and it would be very very difficult to operate um, without that close relationship. Very difficult indeed. So I love our position because it can be independent but connected. I guess one of the challenges it brings, of course, uh, is through funding. Um, yeah. All of all of my funding comes through um, our membership fees of being a bondholder, and that is one hundred percent. And 100% is turned around into promoting the region. And I think my team are incredibly uh, talented at, at making a pound stretch 100 times as much as that. And, and that's one of the beauties of, of working in an organisation like this. But it, it is a challenge. Uh, and, and obviously, the more funding that you can get for the place promotion, the more impact that you can have. And I think that is one of the things um, that local authorities around the UK assist with a great deal. So I, I imagine some of the changes that you've been observing uh, will be around not only the relationship, but also the, the model for funding. As we look to the future, and that is in your job title now, with Future Humber, the, um, what are the kind of trends that you see in terms of place marketing and place shaping? Where, where do you think the focus is going to be and what, what's going to drive it? Well, if I start with the latter question first and what's going to drive it, um, I think interestingly, we're seeing uh, a shift really in how communities and the next generation are really driving the placemaking for the Humber. And if I look at where I, I think this is going to take us, one of the special elements I think about the Humber is that we have strength in such a wide breadth of sectors. So, so whether it's food and drink and agriculture, or whether it's manufacturing, or whether it's energy generation, I think as the Humber, we've got whole place regeneration and opportunity going on. And I think when you look at the whole place, that is why we will have such an important drive as an estuary in a sustainable future. So I think one of the future trends is absolutely going to be around the sustainability. It's going to be around operating as a whole place in a net zero economy. And in many ways, because of that breadth of industry, the breadth of landscape and connectivity, because of our location on the East Coast, um, we look at ourselves as, as the gateway from Europe through to, to Liverpool, along that industrial corridor and out to the USA, because of everything stitched together, we have that opportunity as our estuary to be a really good pioneering demonstration of how we can create that net zero economy. And if you look at the number of, of cities that are placed on estuaries around the world, and hence the number of places that are going to need to reach a similar situation as us, then actually, of course, it gives that, that placemaking opportunity one of, of uh, huge IP uh, on, the global, on the global stage. And I think that that is special to the, to the Humber. 
and I think therefore plays a really important part uh, for the UK PLC. So the place that we're going to provide the opportunity to demonstrate and pioneer a net zero economy uh, is certainly one that I think we're going to see as a future trend. And I think the second one really is, again, it's about being an estuary and it's about water, isn't it? So I think another future trend is about being that maritime city and region. It's about living with water and managing water going forward as well. So it's about, uh, and we have a campaign here, uh, living with water. And, and that is what our communities, our businesses will all learn to do. It's about learning to live and work with the water, with the changes that are going to come as we understand now um, through the climate changes that, that are already occurring. So the opportunity again of living and growing and producing a prosperous economy in a changing world where we have our water managed, again, is a really important place-making piece for us to be able to demonstrate uh, for the whole world. So those are two really important trends that I, I think are, are going to be here. I think, therefore, because of that, looking to the future, that's why communities and, and the next generation are going to play such an important part in driving it. Um, and the other piece, um, of course, uh, driving it is going to be the collaboration between the public and the private sector industries, because it's everybody together that, that will provide that prosperous future. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Diana, I anticipated it being fascinating. It was absolutely fascinating. Time has flown by. It's lovely to see the journey and the journey continuing and evolving into ever more exciting things. So I thank you very much for your insight and for people listening. If this rocks your boat, then we have um, a free place manager or anybody related to place event coming up on June the 28th, which you can access via the Thinking Place website. So finally, Diana, many, many thanks for all of that. And I wish you well for the future. Thank you very much, John.